Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Cults. And beer. And beer. So, it's just a, just a, just two crazy Florida men drinking beer, talk, talking about true crime. In fact, yep. those two Florida men, that makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, anyway, um, that's Todd. And that's Bill. And this episode, it's a doozy, really intense, really scary. And the title that's going to go on this episode is going to be Crimes, Cannibals, Cults, and Bullshit. Uh, and bullshit. <laughs> and bullshit. Yeah, there's bullshit in this. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you went, and bullshit. <laughs> well, you know, seemed like the thing to do. Yeah. Of course. So, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm still on a rum and coke kick, so rum and coke. Okay, I'm still on a Bud Light kick. Well, yeah, no kidding. I'll I'll get back to beer like one of these days, but I don't know. Well, I've been been on a Bud Light kick for decades. (laughs) I know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you'll never change. (laughs) Nope. So. Well, I don't have any, any... goofy questions i don't have any rants i don't have any stories or anything like that to start off with do you uh no not really okay well then let's let's, let's head jump in, right jump into first. it first yep here we go <laughs> buckle up <laughs> we're covering the curum case <clears throat> and it's a case about crimes cannibalism cults and bullshit and thank bullshit. you everybody we'll see you next week that was it. <laughs> so, yeah, so and it's it, it's a really intense case if you haven't heard of it. The um the the source material for this is of course Brian Greene's book, The Curum Case, The Savage Tale of Cannibal I don't know, I, I don't have the book in front of me, but there's a long subtitle like there is on all of his books. Yes. So <laughs> but and this one does not have the little disclaimer that some of his other books do because it's so recent. Oh, so it hasn't been possibly fictionalized? Right. Okay. Well, there's a lot of fiction in it, but that's not because of the story. It's because of you know, what, what these idiots say. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's that, but you know. Right. And that's the main thing of the bullshit. So, And then there's something at the end that's bullshit. But. So, Curum... It's a tiny town about um, with about a population of about 10,000 people. It's near Northwest Brno, the second largest city in the Czech, 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 Czech Republic. Is that it? Czech? Czech. 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 Yeah, oh. like, like Czechoslovakia. Czech. Or Czech one, two, three. Yeah, but spelled different. Okay. Okay. The Czech Republic is <laughs> a tiny town with relatively no crime and it, it's peaceful. Everybody knows everybody. 
you know. But in May of 2007, something happened that shattered that piece. Uh-oh. There was a new father. His name was Edward Turdy. T-R-D-Y. T-R-D-Y. Should have bought a vowel. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to call him Turdy. Right. We'll, we'll just know. call him Eddie. We'll just call him Ed T. Eddie T. I like it. Yes. Yeah, because I don't want to call him Turdy. That sounds disrespectful. <laughs> Unless that's really how it's pronounced, but who knows? Right, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't <laughs> know. We're, we're lame Americans here. Yeah. Well, Florida men. <laughs> so, so a new a new father, Eddie T. He was setting up a a video a video baby monitor. And his wife was gone into had gone into labor that morning, and he was in the hospital, or she was in the hospital, um, and he was you know, making every, making sure that the baby's room was going to be ready when they came home with the baby. Mm-hmm. So he turned on the screen, and he didn't see his baby's room. Uh oh. What he what he saw was a small boy, around six or seven years old. He was naked and tied up, and he was just like playing on the floor. The image was like grainy monochrome, and the room was dark. But he was he was able to see the boy and the fact that the room that he was in was very very tiny. Okay. But the straight the crazy thing is the boy did not look miserable, and Edward decided you know he was he was too excited to to make the connection. He just thought that the thing was that the thing was odd, and figured maybe the kid was just playing some weird game because you know how kids can do that, you know, just right. like, hey, I'm gonna uh, whack my head with a screwdriver because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, so I'm gonna have my somebody tie me up naked, and I'm gonna lie on the floor and play with a, a roll of tape. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So are we going to get? Are, are, are we going to get to the part where it says why he's seeing this and not his kids' room? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, well, it, it's because, pretty simple I mean, explanation. That was just odd. Like what? Yeah, he like dialed up another one on somebody other's cam or something. It was a mal. It was a malfunction. Mm. It was his next door neighbor. <clears throat> Oh, so, so he's actually like received this next door neighbor scam. Right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so he went on with Yeah. He went on with his day and he visited his wife in the hospital and he came back home and he decided to have a look to see if his re- receiver was still acting up and picking up someone else's camera feed. Okay. This is this is like 6 or 7 hours later. The boy was still in the room naked and tied up. Still, oh. after six or seven hours, and he was literally eating something off of the floor. Oh, jeez! Oh. So, yeah, uh, I should just go ahead and say it right now. Major trigger warning in this. I mean, if you're, <laughs> yeah, right. If this type of if this type of stuff really gets to you, to the like involving abusive kids and stuff like that, you, I never thought I would say this, but you might want to skip this one. Yeah. I don't want you to skip it, but it, but I don't want people to get grossed out or anything like that. 
you know, or I don't want people to get so disturbed and everything that they have a panic attack and all that stuff. And I know that's possible because it pretty, pretty much happened to me during the freaking BTK episode. <laughs> yeah, right. So oh, this not, shit always bums me out, but I stick through it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, like he said, I don't blame you if you want to like skip this one, but hopefully you don't. Right. Hopefully you can hang in there with us. Yeah. And the, the, I'll I'll give a warning when the when the bad stuff starts. Okay, so that means I can yeah, go too. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No man. No man. You're you're in it. You're in it. <laughs> so yeah. So he he decided to call the police about it, and the police went to you know they came to his house and they looked at the footage and um and went door to door nearby to investigate. And most of the people were cooperative and let the police look around through their house. Okay. But then they knocked on the door of Clara Morova, I guess. Yeah. We're just going to call her Clara for the rest of the episode. We'll just call her Clara, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And she was kind of a reclusive woman who had moved in in 2006. And she was asked. She she was asked if she had a little boy in the house, and she said no. The only child that was there was her 13-year-old daughter, Annika. So, satisfied, you know, the, the officers left. All right. I mean, they, you know, I don't really have any fault with them on that. Yeah, she answered their questions. I mean, what else do they want? What else, right. do, you know? Exactly. You, you don't, you know, but. But still, still, Eddie Eddie T, Ed, Edward T was um was still at his house watching and recording the monitor feed. You know, he was re- like recording it with a video camera just to, to document it. Yeah, and he actually heard the conversation between the cops and Clara through the monitor. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So he goes and he flags the cops down. He says, "Get back over here. I got something for you." So he he played the he played that back for the cops of where you could clearly hear the conversation because I guess there's thin walls or something. Yeah. And so the cops they now they went back to Clara's with probable cause, and Clara couldn't object this time. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. Like Clara, Clara said that the that. They were scaring Annika. Like, oh, you're scaring Annika. So the <laughs> the police pushed past her and started looking through the uh, looking through the house. And they they don't need a warrant in the Czech Republic, apparently. Well, you know, you got probable cause. Well, that's true. They do have probable cause. But the the police found a padlocked closet under the stairs. And they're like, open it. They're like, open that, open that for me. She's like, no, I don't have the key. It's been locked ever since we got, ever since we got here, ever since we moved in. <laughs> and I don't have the key. Sure it has. Yeah. <laughs> so the cops called the fire department to to break the lock. <laughs> okay. And you would think that, you would think that, I mean, I, I you would think that police would have bolt cutters in the back of their car just for situations like this. Yeah. I mean, what if they have to guns. go rescue? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What if they have to go rescue somebody that's, you know, in a locked room? 
how the, I guess they got to call the fire we're department. Here, we're, we're here, but we got to call the fire department. Yeah, because they, they don't let us carry bolt cutters. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so Clara called Clara called her sister, Katerina, who quickly came came over. Clara, Katerina, and Annika all blocked the door and the, to the closet, and Annika began kicking and screaming, you know, throwing a major tantrum. Oh, yeah. Was... But, uh, that, that, makes, that makes me think she's innocent, huh? No, yeah, totally. Yeah. There's no way she's involved in this at all. Nope. So, oh, um, God. the... The firemen arrived, and the women were removed, and the door was open. The smell poured out. Uh Uh-oh. There were were months' worth of of piss and shit and vomit just all over the floor and everything, and the boy was covered with it, too. And it was was hot in that room as well. There's no air conditioning in it, and it was during the summertime. I mean, dude, it's a closet under the stairs. Of course there's no right. AC. So, Clara admitted that that was her son, Andre, and the, the cops asked him why they were keeping him like this, and she said that that they couldn't possibly understand. And uh, Katarina said that he liked to play naked. <laughs> God, of course. And And roll around in shit. Yeah, so we just let him do it. You know, it's whatever. It's yeah, good for him. He's built his it. immune system. Yeah, he does. He he has an aversion to using a toilet, so we send him in there, and he likes to play with it. Yeah. So Andre was taken in an ambulance, and he was completely quiet the whole time, not saying a word. It was clearly PTSD. And when the police tried to question him, like kind of firmly but gently. You know, he started screaming, just kill me, just kill me. Uh-oh. That's not good. Uh, no. Andre had all all sorts of, like, wounds and scars and welts, welts in his groin area. Oh, shit. And cuts and even a, even a scar of a, of a chunk missing from a, from a butt cheek. Oh, damn. And... He was malnourished and he was dehydrated. And Andre had an older brother, Jacob, and he was at school. He was picked up and taken to the Bruno, uh, Bruno Children's Institution along with Annika. Clara was arrested and Jacob had similar um, wounds to Andre, including the chunk out of his butt cheek. Oh, geez. What the hell? So, Jacob said that the scars were from his pet gerbil. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I don't and know the, why I laughed at that, but just like, well, actually, I do, because that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And and the, the welts on his groin were wasp stings. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because, you know, what yeah. what'd you do? The hump of fucking hornet's nest. Come on now. Yeah. So I mean, they're 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 obviously brainwashed. They're obviously, you know, Stockholm syndrome, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, so, they're definitely finally, messed up. Yeah. 
So finally, a nurse got through to him, and he he said that it, he actually admitted that the welts were from cigarettes being put out on him, and that the scratches were done with a fork. Oh. And he said that they were done by his mother, and Clara didn't smoke. She had just brought the cigarettes, just she had just bought the cigarettes just to burn the kids. Just to burn the kids. Oh my god. She was it wasn't even a smoker. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a tough one. All right. Yep. So Andre finally opened up and he said the same thing that his brother had said. And he also said that he had been in that room the entire time since 2006 in December. It's May of 2007. Wow. So what, like six months? Yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Jesus. So the both boys mentioned that a, a third woman, Aunt Nancy, and she worked at the daycare that both boys had gone to and she also gave andre this this woman nancy nancy had um given andre food while he was in prison oh okay probably just at least somebody was looking out for him nah she was beating the shit out of him too Uh. and nancy turned out to be a woman named hannah basova a social worker who worked with Katerina um, at the daycare. Katerina, Katerina and this woman are both social workers, and they're involved with the abuse of these kids. What? Aren't they the <sighs> ones that are supposed to be stopping this kind of thing? Exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> huh. All right. I. I am glad that I've learned how to separate myself from this because I have a, if, <laughs> I say this a lot oh, with a particularly bad one. It's like if I, if, if this one had been in the place of BTK that early on in our podcast, this would, this would have just knocked it. Ugh. Yeah. We, we would have stopped this one for sure. <laughs> yeah. So when police brought her in for questioning, she said that the boy had exaggerated the situation and the room um, was a timeout room, nothing more. But, of course, she had no explanation for all of the filth. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, kind you, of, know, you it, don't put a kid in timeout for six fucking months. Jesus. Yeah, and you don't put a kid in timeout in a room that's full of shit. Yeah, right? I mean, come on. And, how, dude, can, I mean, even with the door closed, they couldn't smell all that stuff? I know, because that's what I was thinking, too. It's, it's like, how like, do you okay. even live in that house if that if that kid's in there shitting and pissing and puking all over himself and playing it? Dude, that shit's, you got to be smelling that. I know. That's that's what I was thinking, too. And, you know, you can't you can't just seal it off and everything and, and, and keep the smell out. Yeah, dude, that shit permeates, or, man. Yeah. And those thin walls and everything, not to mention the um, the crack in the door. Yeah, you know, dude, there's no way they couldn't smell that. I mean, how are they living with that? Oh, God, damn, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of like someone with a bunch of cats kind of gets used to the litter box smell. <sighs> oh, you think they went nose blind to it? Yeah, I could have. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, too, because I was going to bring up the fact that, dude, I have eight cats, dude, and if one of them takes a shit in the litter box in the fucking par room, I can smell it. It's funny that you said that, because I was about to go there myself. 
<laughs> well, I did it for a different reason. I did it to kind of pick on you about cats. I know. But, you know, I was going there, dude. <laughs> but, you know, even for the most part, dude, yeah, it's like, I mean, whatever. I got eight cats. I got three litter boxes. They get fucking scooped out like two or three times a day. It's like, I try to keep <sighs> it under control. <sighs> so the... I love I like cats, but I don't like litter boxes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of litter boxes either, especially the cleaning them out part. But anyway, yeah. beside the point. So, the, so the boys opened up, but Annika was a completely different story. She <laughs> she had to develop mental challenges, and she was angry for being kept away from Clara. And Clara and Clara wasn't her biological mother. Clara had adopted Annika. Oh, all right. So, um, she wouldn't let the doctors examine her and, or, or even, or she wouldn't even take a bath. But three days after the bus, Annika opened a window in the institution and took off, bolted. Oh, uh, okay. And nobody knew where she was and she had, where, where she had gone or, or even if she had been kidnapped, they had no clue. Hmm. All right. There, the authorities were worried that she had been taken by someone involved in the boys' torture. Oh, so they, they think kidnapping or something, huh? They don't know what to think. She just disappeared. And and she was doing that odd behavior, not letting the doctors examine her or not even take a bath, because I'm sure she smelled like that house. Oh, yeah, no shit. Jesus. So as I okay. as I as I mentioned, Katerina, Clara's sister, was a social worker, and Clara had decided that she wanted to be a social worker as well, and and began studying for it. A year later, Annika arrived, and she had never talked about adopting, so this was strange. And she moved Annika in, and. People noticed that Clara didn't really do much anymore. Her entire life revolved around Annika. And we're going to, don't worry, you're going to get details of why Annika's there and all that stuff and how she wound up. You, all, all the details are there. All don't right. <laughs> so Annika's adoption was approved by the state, but they had no information on, on her past or anything like that. So it was Katerina that had brought Annika to Clara. And right. Annika said that Annika and Katerina said that Annika had had drug addicted parents and had put her with a friend named Antonia Drimanova. Drimanova. Okay. Yeah. And she never came back. And then, you know, she abandoned it. And Antonia Antonia took care of Annika until 2004 when when Antonia died. Um. A mutual friend of Antonia and Katerina took Annika, or the ones that took Annika to to, to Katerina. (laughs) A lot of names here. (laughs) Yeah, right, all right. So the the two women helped Clara with all the adoption issues, and once Annika was there, Clara cut everyone other than Katerina and Hannah out of her life, and of course Annika. Okay. Um, she even started blowing off her um, her boys in favor of Annika, and this is when this is when the torture began. Oh boy! 
So where's cause... like the where's the father or the husband during all this? Um, they had I I left that part out. Um, but what had happened was they they had gotten divorced and they had been um they had been in the you know the the father had been in their life until um until Anna or until Clara just basically drummed him out, drummed him drubbed her own parents just, you know just drummed everybody out okay of, so she just basically ghosted everybody or told everybody like fuck off leave me alone yeah okay cool C- correct well not cool but you know what i mean yeah correct <laughs> so things did things didn't add up with annika she was 13 but she knew calculus among other um advanced you know subjects and you know stuff like that uh-huh yeah, th- it's possible she was autistic because sometimes autistic kids can be like super intelligent. Yes. So Katarina's co-workers noticed that Annika looked looked like a woman named Bar- Barbara Skrlova. Uh... And, and she worked at the daycare with them and, and, also, and, and who also and she had shared a an apartment with Katarina at one point. So she works with her, or she had worked with her, and she's a roommate. Could this, <coughs> excuse me? Could this be Annika's mom? Maybe. Hmm. I mean, she was in her thirties. This Barbora woman. Yeah. So could be Annika's mom. Maybe. But Barbora. Had I quit think I know where this is going. <laughs> I, I think you do too, just just by the questions you're asking. <laughs> so Bar- Barbara had Barbara had quit um, shortly before Annika had turned up with Katarina. I think I've heard this story before. Oh, really? I I I think I thought that once I started you know getting into it, I it's. Things sounded familiar to me, but I'm not positive if I if I knew about this. Or if yeah, I I'm not. I'm not, not entirely positive, but part. I mean, I don't think I've heard this particular story, but there are aspects of this story that seem familiar to me. Like I saw a movie or something that was like a similar thing or some shit. I don't what remember. Was the, but what, what was the movie called? I, I don't remember. Okay. Well, and I don't, dude. I don't even know if it was a movie. It could have been like a like one of those. Uh, like a documentary? Yeah, like where yeah, the, there was this girl that would go around and like get like adopted or get like foster parents and stuff and you know, she acted like she was 12 or 13 but she was really like 30. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Maybe it could those those stories could have been based off of this. I don't know, but that part this part kind of sounds familiar to me. Well, there was a movie based on this story. You know, it's like it's a fic- fiction movie, but it was but it was based on the story. So uh, I'm not going to say maybe. what. It, yeah, I'm not going to. I'll I'll say what it is later when you know. I'll say what yeah. it is later. Of course, and, yeah, yeah. And then we, yeah, you, know, you could tell me if if you were if you were right or not. But I think I think I think you're. I think you know. <laughs> yeah, this, this so I mean it's starting to sound familiar, but keep going because, you know, why not? Well, we have okay. to, but <laughs> yeah, our contract specifies we must finish the episode. Yeah, we can't we can't <laughs> put out a thirty minute episode because hey, I figured it out. I seen that movie. 
It's over. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> so, shortly after Annika had vanished, the premier of South Morovia had received a handwritten letter from Annika. And she had heard about Clara's arrest, and she had escaped the institutions, allegedly, to help Clara. All right. It, it also said that Andre had been locked up as punishment, harsh, but he deserved it. He was unruly, and he threatened to kill both Annika, you know, her and Clara. So Clara had begun this harsh punishment to work his bad tendencies out of him. Oh. All right. So something seemed off about this letter. They doubted that it came from Annika. It it was um it was perfectly written. There weren't you know, there weren't any like errors that a thirteen year old kid would make and it was it was ten pages long. Holy crap, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, its vocabulary and cadence was childlike, but parts showed writing experience that no thirteen year old would have, let alone a mentally challenged one. Oh right, right. Yeah. So somebody wrote it for her, maybe? But yeah. We'll go with that for now. <laughs> so questions arose from Annika's adoption when the detectives began looking into it after Clara's arrest. She had been adopted legally, which included a, which included a DNA test cover, you know, and so covering all a- angles, they pulled DNA from you know, that they had gotten from Annika when she was in the institution, and they ran it. This DNA was different from the DNA that was taken at the time of the adoption. Oh. The girl in, the girl in court for the, for the DNA test and Annika were not the same person. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Detectives dis- also discovered that something else was fishy. It was another link between Katarina and and Barbora. Barbora had been part of a cult that her father was the leader of. It was an offshoot of a cult called the Grail Movement. And it it split away, but it split away from them, you know, so that they could make it exactly how they want it to be. You know, Grail Movement, cult, yeah, but is it a destructive one? Is it a crazy one? I don't know, like uh, Grail movement, so like the Holy Grail. Yeah, okay. but I'll, I'll get I'll get to ex, ex, explaining the 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 gist of what the Grail movement believed. Okay. So they they wanted to they wanted to be they wanted it to be however they wanted it to be, and that's how you know. I mean the the Seven Day Adventist Church or as the Mormons and everything, you know, it's just like the branch Davidians did, did that and basically broke away from the seventh day Adventist. Yeah. You know, the, the Mormon fundamentalist groups and stuff did the same thing with Mormonism. So the, the worst cults around are offshoots of a, of a, you know, another one that's not necessarily as bad. (laughs) Offshoots of lame cults. (laughs) Yeah. So, Barbora had initiated Katerina into the cult when they were in college. And so now they're co-workers, they're roommates, and they're cult members. And they're cult members. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
The plot yeah. thickens. Yes, indeed. So once the boys realized that they were safe, the true full scope of the horror began to emerge. They had, but they they had an overall fondness for Annika. And then, you know, the the doctors the doctors told the boy that Annika was an imposter. So uh, and the boys freaked out. Uh oh. Is that what you were thinking? Um, kinda, yeah. Well, I mean, I wanted you know. to word. No, go ahead. I oh. I got nothing. I I wanted to word it so that it all came out as a bombshell, but there's just no way around it. There's yeah. no way around this order. So, in June of 2007, Annika ceased to exist as far as the law was concerned. There were no records of her existence prior to her adoption by Clara, and Barbora uh, had also disappeared. Uh-huh. Yeah, Barbora and Annika had disappeared. So it's going to take a, a mensa days... student to put two and two together here. Nah. But a few days later, she did reappear. June 15th, in 2007, she showed up in Copenhagen, Denmark. Which one? Um, Barbora. Okay. So, she was with um, four men. Her father, Joseph Skurla, a lawyer named Zen... Zendink, Zendek, Haruzek. Okay. Uh, um, he was a former cop. Joseph um, Kolinsky, Joseph Kolinsky, Kolinsky, uh-huh. ah! <laughs> and, and another man named uh, Vlatislav Ruzika. Vlatislav. I love that name. That's such a cool name. Vlatislav. Vlatislav. Baby, don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, that's... uh, That is a cool name, though. Vlatislav. Vlatislav. Yes, I love that name. (laughs) Vlatislav. That was so good that you went into that. Oh, my God. Huh? Oh, yeah. So, I I wish that... Yeah, it... it, So, so what do you want for... What do you want for dinner tonight? Vlatislav. Vlatislav. Sounds like a, you know, like schnitzel. It sounds like it would be like, you got schnitzel. It, it, it does sound like a German or a Russian dinner. Yeah, Vlatislav. Like Vlatislav. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but they were all, all of these guys were Czech Republic citizens. And they yes. were, they were hiding Barbora. Bar- because she could be taken back to the Czech Republic because of because of a, a, a suspected link to the abuse. Oh yeah, gotta hide people from extradition, man. Yeah. So she admitted that she had posed as Annika, but she ne- but she meant no harm by it. She she okay. felt like a child. She felt like a child inside and wanted to live like one. Oh no. <laughs> That was just what Bar or what Barbora said. Yeah, but um. So like what said, is that? That's okay. So what is that? What is that? Tr- transageism. 
transageism. <laughs> Good one. Well, I mean, like seriously, dude. It's like okay, you got transgenders. You got the dude. I, there's a guy on TikTok, and I love this guy on TikTok, dude. He's a black guy, but he calls himself transracial because he identifies as a white man. <laughs> and I fucking and I fucking love him, dude. He is freaking hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, so so that what what do you call that? She, I, I identify. I'm 30 years old, but I identify as a child. What do you call that? Transageism. I like it. Tr- transageism. Transageist. Yeah. Does that mean? Does that mean that I am transagic as well? Because I'm because of the fact that I'm 29 with 20 years experience. Um. Sure. No. Well, no. Well, you know, saying, no, well, no. I mean, like, okay, like mentally, I feel like I'm still like 18 or 19, but physically, yeah, I'm definitely old and fucking decrepit for sure yeah it's like my 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 brain thinks my brain thinks i'm pretty yeah okay my my brain thinks i'm 25 but my body thinks i'm an idiot (laughs) yeah exactly my brain goes come on man let's do this my body goes are you fucking crazy yeah we can't do that anymore (laughs) so (sighs) anyway the the DNA question was explained. The child who appeared in court as Annika was um was Victor Scala's daughter for okay. the, for the DNA. So Barbara Barbara said that her father was uh, wasn't involved in all of this. She also said that Andre's imprisonment imprisonment had only happened that one time, and it just happened to be on the, on the day of the raid. <laughs> All right, sure. And she also talked about herself in third person. Oh boy, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I can see the fucking not guilty by reason of insanity plea being built right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but finally, the Czech Republic requested that Barbora be returned there by Denmark, and they agreed, but. Barbora had vanished again. Well, of course. Okay. So, Yosef Skurla was connected to the Grail movement along with these other people. Victor was his brother, uh, Barbara's and Barbara's father. So, Victor but was it, Barbara's father. Correct. Or, okay, no, so, no, right. no. Wait, damn it! I got it. I got it wrong. Her father was Yosef. Yosef was the father. Okay, Victor was connected to the the Grail movement along with these other people. Okay, so they were all um, in the cult. Yo- Yosef was his brother, who was Barbara's father. I got it now. I got it right. Yay! Uh, okay, he, so Victor's the uncle then. Right. Exactly. So okay, but but it was all revealed that Clara was was in the um the cult as well. Oh boy. The Grail the Grail movement. They hadn't split yet. But this was the splinter group from the Grail movement. It was called Moravensi, which translates to ants. Okay. Every ant member had once been part of the Grail movement. And the the ants originated as a Boy Scout group and then turned into a cult. Oh boy. 
There's an unexpected twist. <laughs> so, I mean, and they, these are not, these people are not, like, in, affiliated with the Ant Hill kids, because the, the Ant Hill kids <coughs> were from, were, were from Canada. Yeah, that's funny, because you, funny you said that, because that's the first thing I thought when you said they called themselves the Ants. <laughs> the Grail movement is based on a text called In the Light of Truth. The Grail Message, and it was published in 1926 by Oscar Ernest Bernhardt, a German. Okay. Perfect Nugent. Perfect Nugent. And, <laughs> and it, it, it began as a messianic movement centered around Bernhardt himself. You know, he, he was known by his followers, followers as the Son of Light or the Son of the Holy Spirit. And that was, that was the name of, of him in a previous life during the time of Moses. Oh. Like in our in our cult outro, one of the lyrics says if someone says they're God, you just tell them farewell. <laughs> right? Because if somebody says I'm God or I'm part of God's hierarchy, no good will come of that. <laughs> no. So no it won't. So they, today they claim 10,000 members. You know, this is the the Grail movement. They claim yeah. 10,000 members worldwide. They have a lot of satellites who operate independently. Bern, Bernhardt died in 1941, and it was said that God had called his servant home. Where have we heard that before? Um, hmm, everywhere. Old uh, half. Yeah, that's where I was, I was getting there. Old half, yeah. Old half, yeah. So the the cult members were 100% loyal to each other, but Clara and Katerina were being held separately. But they they tried to stay silent other than swearing that there were no other players in this whole mess. Investigators didn't believe it. Do you believe it? No, I don't believe it one fucking bit, so I hope they wouldn't. Right. So they suspected that the documents used to adopt Annika were forged. And the the writing on the document matched the the writing in the letter that Annika had written. So this confirms to them that at least Barbara and Kat, or Bar- Barbara and Katerina were in this together, and therefore the cult as well. Yes, I would I would think so. Yes. Yeah. So, as the interviewing of the two boys continued. They began saying that two men were also involved in the abuse. One was called Jerome, and the the other they didn't know the the name of. Investigators showed them file photos of 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 the cult members that they had pictures of, and they both identified John Skirla and Jan and Jan or no, they're both Jan, Jan and Jan, Jan Skirla and Jan Turek as their abusers. Oh. John Skirla John Skirla was the son of Joseph Skirla and the brother of Barbara, Barbara's brother. Okay. Turek ran a rehab center for aggressive dogs. All right. I'm going to have to start taking notes. This is there's like so many people and everything going on. It's getting a little confusing. I know you know it took me 8 <laughs> hours straight to write to write out these notes yesterday. Yeah, I'd believe Eight it. Eight freaking hours because I because I was trying to figure out where the hell it was was going. It's like I listened to a couple <laughs> podcasts 
and everything about it as well and everything. And it's just like the, there was one that I listened to that did a decent job of keeping everything in order. Right. But it was it was there. Was, and even she was saying it's like, OK, I'm getting lost here. So, um, yeah, so I did I did my best to get the, to keep everything flowing. Yeah, correctly. Nah, but going fine. It's just there's I, a lot of names going <laughs> around and it's hard to keep track. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those now, that but, this happens to be a lot of names, and it's like, dude, it's hard to keep track because they're all like, it's not like yeah. fucking, you know, Tony, you know, whatever Tony and all them, and it's like you can keep track because they're like, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> like in a whatever in a the uh, <sighs> Michael Malloy episode because they all had like nicknames. Right, Tough you Tony. Keep, yeah, you could keep track of that shit. These are all just regular people's names, and a lot of them are the same or similar. And it's just like, God damn, which one is that again? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you're doing a great job, so carry on. <laughs> Thank you. Well, now buckle up because I'm going to tell you about the whole extent of the abuse. Oh boy, here we go. Tr- trigger warning. Okay, so you're going to want to skip forward about five minutes. It all began the summer of 2006. Um, Clara had never shown any signs of violence. It all started suddenly, and it was so intense and quick that the boys were unable to process it. It caught them off guard. I mean, it was just like, boom. You, you know how when you when somebody just comes up and sucker punches you, and you're just like stunned, and you don't know what to do? For and that's usually when, when you get your ass kicked is while you're stunned. Oh, yeah, you yeah, jumped. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like that. Well, they man. were taken... They were taken to a cottage in the woods by Clara, Katerina, and Annika. And when they got there, there were two dog kennels waiting for them. And they were immediately locked into the the dog kennels and told to be quiet. You know, for, for several days, they were only taken out of the cages to be severely abused. Oh, man. So shortly after they got there, Hannah, Jan, and Jan, they they arrived. Yeah, and with bags over their heads, they were beaten with belt buckles, a bamboo pole, scratched with forks, you know, breaking the skin. They had cigarettes put out on their groin, and then boiling water poured over the cigarette burns. Holy shit! Um, oh fuck! They they were even waterboarded. Oh, man. It, it it was also psychological torture and even worse than being caged. That's, you know, that's even worse than be, being caged. But this, this group, this group of fucks would even taunt them and belittle them as it was happening. You know, and as the, the abuse was happening, yeah. they were forced to memorize vulgar words and phrases. They, they blasted death metal in their, in their ears for hours on end. <laughs> of course. Like, <laughs> and they, they were even forced to hurt each other. They were, um, they were forced to dig graves and, and lie in them. And, and, and then, and then they were told, like, while they were in these graves that they themselves had done, it's like, okay, see, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Oh, man. So, yeah, and now I heard on a podcast, I'm not sure, I can't remember which one, but at one point they brought the kids in. They brought, and the kids are naked through this whole time, but the, they brought the kids in and they had, they had, um, 
Jacob um, drink a, a glass of water. And then they told them that the glass of water was poisoned. And, um, and then they, they took Jacob outside. And when they, um, and when they took Jacob outside, they said, okay, you're going to lie in there and you're going to pretend that you're dead. And we're going to bring Andre out and we're going to tell him that, that, that we poisoned you or poisoned him. Oh, Jesus. So they did, so they did that and they played that, you know, it's just, it's just, it just, it, it, it's, it's just so bad. What the <laughs> fuck, man? Holy fuck. All right. Well. So. Andre got the worst of it, and he was the youngest. Yeah. And at at one po- at one point, someone held him down, and Clara cut a piece of meat from his rear end. This was the source of those of those scars. And then the adults passed around the meat and ate it. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, so I do it like I, I want to make a joke, but I just can't. I know, I know. It's like, I uh, just like, <laughs> I mean, that's like, how do you? Fuck, all right. <clears throat> well, all right. Like, what What the hell makes you even think that this is remotely okay? You know? I don't know, dude. There's definitely, there's definitely a lot wrong with these people other than just being in a cult. I mean, there's just like. Oh, yeah. There is just like a whole lot of shit wrong with these people. I'm thinking that what it is, well, I'll, I'll get to that at the end. Um, yeah. What happened? Uh, what happened once they came back from the cottage was tame by comparison, but it was still way too much for anybody to have to endure. Yeah. Oh shit! Fuck, dude, that's terrible. Yeah. I, I had a, and that was when I sent the that message to you last night. It's like, uh, big trigger warning on this one. <laughs> yeah, no, I figured. I mean, dude, when you just read me the back cover of the book, <laughs> right? That is this one, right? That we're doing, or is that another? Yeah, one? that's this. That's this one. Okay, yeah, dude. When you you were just reading me the back cover, I thought you were reading from the book to me. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all right. So Jacob was allowed to go to school, but his behavior changed drastically. And Andre was to be, air quote, homeschooled by Hannah, who chained him to a desk and beat him frequently. Wow. Then then they moved to the house in Curum, where he was locked in the closet and, he, and where he was kept for months until, um, until Eddie T's baby monitor picked up the signals from Clara's camera. Yeah. Well, that was fortunate, at least. Yeah, he's the, I guess he, he's the hero of this story. Head on, yeah. But, but the question is, why? It was obviously the cult. Yeah, you know, was it was it just discipline that that got carried away, resulting in a mob mentality? You know, I yeah. mean, we don't know no. at this point. Yeah. And the the Grail the Grail movement preached um, firm and strong handed discipline, but yeah, I don't but think not that but not eating your kids' ass cheek, man. There's yeah, something wrong that's, with that's that. Not, that's I don't think they had this this in mind when they said that. You know, I'm sure that what they meant is actually is actually abuse, but not like this. Not not yeah. nowhere near this. I mean, hell, the, it's 2007. 
um, corporal punishment has pretty much been outlawed at that at that point, even in 2007. Well, maybe maybe not in the Czech Republic, but in the United States. Oh yeah, you know. Okay, Barbora as Annika alleged that they were that the the boys were threatening her, so they brought in the cult to set them on the right path. Okay. <laughs> Another possibility is exploitation films. Uh, you know, yeah. There was the there was the camera, there was a videotape found of Andre being abused and on Andre just being chained up in that room and everything. Yeah, were they doing like some dark web shit? Yeah, that's that's a that's another possibility. You know, and and when they when the police rescued Andre, they were taking pictures of everything, and they had to take a picture of Andre too. And Andre posed and smiled for the camera, like <laughs> like he was used to being photographed. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely something. So the, there's got to be something yeah, to so that. The, so that and and the shit like this is big money on the dark web. Oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I hear anyway. I wouldn't know firsthand, but I wouldn't either. I, I know somebody. I know somebody who goes on it, and he asked me if I wanted to know how to do it. I'm like, no, I don't want to know. I do not want to know how yeah. to go on the dark web. That doesn't even interest me. Not not in the slightest. Well, if I, if somebody told me how to do it, I might be drunk one night and be like, let's see what this shit's all about. And then, <laughs> and then your life changes for fucking ever. Oh yeah. So I'm like, no, nope, I don't even want to know. <laughs> yep. No desire. So, and you can't just Google how to access the dark web. <laughs> Ignorance <laughs> they is don't bliss. Work that way. Actually, you can, exactly. and, they'll, and they'll find videos that tell you how to do it. <laughs> You're but stupid anyway. if, you cl- if you click one of those links because it's going to go to your IP address. Dude, you can, look, you can look that shit up on YouTube, man. It tells you what to do. That's, cr- that's crazy. I know. I've seen it. I haven't done it, but I've seen it. I'm never, so later I'm never going to do that, dude. Because yeah, I don't want. I don't want none of that, dude. Fuck that shit, dude. Not me either. So late in 2007, Bar- Barbora was still MIA. She was last seen in Denmark, and they had to find her in order to, you know, to for her to answer to the abuse. Now, enter another player. Oh, God, another name to keep track of? Damn, I really need to be taking notes. (laughs) In Oslo, Norway, and it it wasn't Varg, it wasn't Varg. Was it Varg, Vikarns, or? Vikarnas, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Varg. All right, then. In January 2008, a man returned the car a car that he had rented and police raided you know they they burst into the the rental company and they arrested him okay thanks a lot everybody we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> end of story that can't be you know it can't be no it's it's it's, it's not so the the man's name was was michael reha and he was traveling with a 13 year old boy who had been abducted from an oslo um adoption or orphanage several weeks prior oh yeah the the boy's the boy's name was adam and he was the son of a czech playwright named uh, martin farner who had moved to norway the previous summer 
You know, Adam was troubled, and he told stories of being abused by his father. He was nervous, and he had his hysterical breakdowns, and teachers were concerned, and they brought in a psychologist to counsel him. And Adam said that his father hurt lots of kids, so he was removed from his father's custody, and his father was locked up, and Adam was placed in the orphanage. Oh, man. Shortly later, the kids at the orphanage were taken on a field trip where Adam bolted and jumped into a car which sped off. It was assumed that Adam had been kidnapped by the tra- traffickers traffickers that you know were involved with his father. Uh-huh. And, and Adam's face was plastered all over Norway. On January 19th, Adam was seen with a man, likely Michael Reha. He was, he was holding hands with, with the man. And they entered a hotel asking to use the phone. And this was odd because they had a cell phone. Oh, okay. So the man had a Russian accent, and the hotel staff assumed that they were attempting a con of some, of some kind. So they called the police. All right. Well, they called the police after, after the, the, these two left. Yeah. And then... um. The police took descriptions and asked if the boy was okay, and he had appeared to be fine. It was learned that Farner had been accompanied by Michael Reha and his sister uh, when they came to Norway. So they tracked Reha to the car rental place and, and waited, and when he returned the car, they grabbed him. And they, they, they grabbed him and Adam. Surprise, right. motherfucker. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, right, said? Uh, you know what Reha said? You know what Reha said? He said, Barfig Nugan! <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I don't think he said that. No, I don't either. He probably said, dude, get the money from the horse, man. The horse pays for everything. <laughs> it was the horse. So they they realized that it, when they, when they started interviewing the pair, they realized that it wasn't Adam at all. Pick a guess. Oh. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't even know where to go with that. It was Barbora. Oh, so she's... (laughs) Huh? So she's played like a young girl and a young boy now? Yeah. It's, wait, is that how they got her out of Denmark or got her away from? Yeah. Or, or out, of, wow. out of Denmark and in, into, yeah. Oh, see, I didn't expect that. <laughs> so Farner's wife, Helena, had brought Adam, air quote, Adam to the school where, air quote, he had attended disguised as a boy. Wow. And so. So Barbora was arrested and, and Farner was actually released from prison or from jail and the charges against him were dropped. But it was also learned that Farner was in a, in a movement that was recognized as, as it in many countries. Uh-huh. The cult. The cult, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one? So the, the Grail cult the, or the, the ants? The, the, grail, the Grail movement. I don't think he was part of the ants. Okay. So they, it was also learned that Barbora had met up with Farner shortly after leaving the Czech Republic, and they agreed to have her take his son's idea, or identity. Why? 
Uh, At the, I have no idea. Yeah. I honestly have no freaking idea. Because these people are, like, obviously insane. Uh, they def- there's definitely screws loose with all these people so far in this story. Except for the fucking yeah, kids. It's, the real kids. It's like, it's like, you know, this, this is... Okay, it's like when when police are interrogating people, if if the if the story that the, the the person they're interrogating is like full of details and everything, like long details, it's like a, they they they're more like likely to think that you're lying at that point. Yeah. But this this whole thing is like that, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. I can't. Ugh. I'm trying to keep up, and I'm trying to, like, <laughs> keep all this straight in my head, but it's like, dude, there's just so much going on. I know. This is a busy one. We haven't done a really busy yeah. one like this before. <laughs> no, the, I think the busiest one we've done was Richard Ramirez, and that's just because there was a lot of victims there. Yeah, but, I mean, dude, there's, like, wow. Anyway, all right. So yeah, there's there's a bunch of people but we are, loose in this story. But we are getting through it quickly. I'm on page fourteen. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, so in, interrogations in the interrogations, Barbora claimed that she had been a victim of torture, where uh, she had been filmed being violated, and on examination, she had cuts and bruises and scars. Oh. Okay. And they they didn't seem to be self-inflicted and then but then she started being uncooperative. So Clara finally decides to speak. You know, she said that she had to do the abuse or bad men would harm them. Barbora said that that she had escaped from a group of traffickers that had abused and raped her with and with the help of the cult, you know, the the um the ants. She she came to Clara as Annika to hide from them, and right. Clara, Clara and Katerina were keeping her safe from from these these traffickers. <clears throat> okay, you know? and then Hannah drew up air quote real adoption papers. So once Andre was discovered in the closet, Barbara knew that she had to get the hell out of there because someone would wind up ultimately examining her and finding finding out her true age. Yeah, her cover is about to be blown. <clears throat> yeah, so that's why she bolted out of the the um or the institution. Yeah. But why she left, yeah. So she escaped and uh, two men that she didn't know got her to Denmark. And where where she met with her father, and then off to Norway, where a foreigner um, forced her to take on Adam's identity. And I'm not sure if there ever was an Adam. Yeah. So, but 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 she she was still being raped in Norway. You know, she was being pimped out. Uh-huh. You know, and. And once once she was found, she grace, gratefully revealed her true identity to the police. This is her story. This is her story. This is her. Yeah, this is her version of the events. Okay. 
Yeah. So the so case probably finally went not to trial. True. <laughs> right. The, the the case went to finally went to trial and all of all of the players were were charged on various things. Now, there's I'm not going to go through the specifics, the nitty-gritty details of the trial. I'm just going to give you the 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 highlights from it. All right. So, Katerina and Barbara were indicted for slander against they were also indicted for slander against the children's institution um for the institution's reputation. Okay. You know, for basically being part being part of this ring while working as a social worker for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the results of the psychiatric van van exam of Barbora were announced and she was that she was fit to stand trial. So no um that they were they were trying to do like insanity but it it wasn't going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Good. So it it was asserted that Barbara or Bar- Barbara had manipulated Clara. Clara then told the whole story in court about how she wound up with Annika or Barbara. Yeah. In in 2003, Clara had told Katerina that she wanted to become a social worker to help children, especially abused children. And Katerina invited Clara to her apartment, and there was a kid's bed there and, and toys, and Katerina said that that she had taken a rescued child from traffickers from Norway. <laughs> a rescued child? Like what? Like getting a dog from the shelter? Well, she was res- she was rescued from the traffickers and then I handed know. it off to Katerina. Yeah. I know. But I you know so, I, had, I had to make a joke in there somewhere. This one's been too serious <laughs> for too long. Yeah. She was ill and she would die of leukemia in several years and the the traffickers were searching for the girl. So this had to be kept secret. And it was it was Barbora dressed as Annika. And she, she was she was also like really super quiet and everything. It's all an act, but she seemed to open up to Clara. Of of course she does. Well, of course. So Clara decided to make her last years in life comfortable and safe because, you know, she's going to die of cancer and all that stuff. Um, Katerina asked Clara to take Annika into her home, and Clara agreed. Okay. So um, Katerina then called a doctor on the phone. And he was part of the he was part of the the cult as well, and you know, and, and and supposedly part of the organization that had rescued Annika. But this this doctor encouraged what would later happen to the boys, and they never met in person, only on phone calls. And and Clara Clara tr- trusted her sister, and her sister trusted this doctor. Uh-huh. Now this. The only time that she did meet meet this person is like she showed up to get like papers to use in the adoption, and it it was it was in a dark car. It it could have been anybody. Yeah, it was in a dark car, and he just handed the handed the papers off to her, and she took off. Wow. So, so yeah, it Annika moved in in December of two thousand five, and she immediately showed apprehension to Jacob and Andre, but she seemed to warm up over time. 
And it all seemed fine. Uh, everything seemed fine to the boys until the trip to the college. Oh. Now you might want to skip forward about 15 seconds. But <laughs> starting now, the doctor told her to massage Erica daily from the base of her skull down to her entire backbone and even encouraged uh, Clara to massage Annika's genitals to help them bond as mother and daughter. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh. So, ridiculous, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not even sure if this doctor actually exists. Yeah, he sounds like a like a made up like scapegoat kind of a not you're not you know right. what I mean? Why not not really like a, a scapegoat? Red, a, a red herring. Yeah. A red herring. Yeah, like no, it was this guy. This doctor told me to do this. This doctor said this and said that. You know, you got to do what the doctor say, right? Yeah, it was like Manny. Yeah. In the Luca Magnata story, Manny. Yeah. So. Anyway. <laughs> so, Annika wanted all of Clara's attention, demand, demanding gifts, and she would throw tantrums if she didn't get her way. And she would threaten self-harm if she didn't get her way. So Clara did whatever Annika wanted to keep her safe. Oh, okay. A 30-year-old woman acting like a like a spoiled Brad. Yeah, but geez, it's not like that happens nowadays or anything. Not true. But the the boys started acting out because they wanted their mother's attention too, and this started the rift that that later led to the abuse. Oh. But the boys, they didn't know. They had no idea what was going on. So the. The doctor was waiting for Clara to mention the rift between Annika and the boys, and he said that they needed a serious attitude adjustment, and the path that they were on would ultimately lead them to prison. You know, <laughs> but a harsh dose of reality would put them back on the right path. I see. This fucking doctor doesn't even know these kids. So, so cutting a chunk out of their ass and eating it is going to put them on the right path. I guess. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Oh, well. So. Eh, the there's still a lot of plan. people in this story with fucking screws loose, dude, because that's just no way that. I know. <laughs> any normal person would fucking do this shit. No. So the college trip was planned by Katarina, according to, or according to, to Clara. Everything that happened was directed by this doctor, and Clara said that Katarina was the ringleader once the abuse began. And the the captivity also came from the doctor and, and Katarina. Clara pleaded guilty to all charges. Nobody else did. Um, Turek denied it. You know, he denied it completely. He played the victim and he's saying the allegations ruined his life. Uh-huh. But you know, it's like. But remember what he did for a living. You know, he had that rehab place for like aggressive dogs. Oh, that's so he's gonna right, have access yeah. to kennels, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna have access to the kennels. Of course he is. And of, of, yeah, and and of course he denied being in the Grail movement. But but they had um they had pictures of him 
on file as a member of well, one of the grill movement was the, the ants. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Bar- Barbora, was she a willing participant? She said that she was forced into playing Annika, and Katarina had had threatened her into participating in the abuse, or she would drown her. All right. Um, Sorry, but you're a thirty-year-old woman. <laughs> right. Well, you know Katarina I mean? is too. Her, her and Katarina are about the same age. Yeah, but still, you gonna drown yeah. me? All right, bring it, bitch. Let's see who wins this fight. You know, yeah. that's what a normal. I'm gonna person kick your ass. <laughs> That's what a normal person would do. Yeah, but nah, also dude, if she's, she's fucking lying her ass off to get out of this shit, man. Totally. Yeah, you know, she she probably only weighs like ninety pounds though. But but still, I mean, she's full of shit. Yeah. Like totally. I said, crimes, cannibalism, cults, and bullshit. Yeah, yeah. This story's full of fucking bullshit, man. Everybody's lying to save their fucking own ass. Except yep. for the mom. Apparently, the mom was like, "Okay, yeah, I did all this shit. Put me in jail." Yeah. But um, but she she maintained that she had been badly sexually abused. But the fun, remember when I said that the um that initially they looked like the those things the wounds weren't self inflicted. Yeah. Well, upon further review, <clears throat> the cu- the cuts were determined to be self inflicted. To be self inflicted, so she did that shit to herself to make it look like she was abused. Fucking lying cunt, man! Put this bitch away. Right. But but she but she swore up and down that it wasn't true, and then so then the um the prosecutor drops a bombshell. Um that that proved that she was full of shit and it was self you know self inflicted. Yeah, you'll you'll never guess what this is what this bombshell is. Oh, I don't know, dude. Don't keep me in suspense, man. Come on. She was um you know she was fully examined. And but she was a virgin. Her her hymen was completely intact. Oh. <laughs> well, so much for the abuse story then. Yeah, so much for the yeah the the I was trafficked, I was raped. <coughs> so well, you know, and unless they went the back door route. The what? <laughs> Said unless oh. they went the back door route. <laughs> well, I'm- I'm pretty sure they, if if she had said, if she had just said, oh, well, no, they did it the other way, then they would have ordered her to get examined then. Because oh, if yeah. it had been done like multiple, multiple times and everything, then. Oh, yeah, she'd you know, have been that, wallowed that would... out for sure. Right. Anyway. Enough so, of that. So, so Farner, <laughs> Farner said that um, he was randomly pulled in by the cult to protect Barbora from the Czech Republic. Uh, meet from the media storm there from the abuse so she pretended to be adam and barner didn't like the arrangement and barbora began consuming their family and then that's why she made up the sexually uh, the sexual abuse allegations uh-huh. you know the trafficking allegations and stuff like that oh boy so katarina said that she had met barbora in 1996 and she was a mess and this, I believe, is this this testimony is what I, I I believe is true. All right. If there's any if there's any way to explain all this bullshit, then it's the this is it, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, you know, she said that she was a total mess, and Katarina had developed like a mentor type relationship. But then she had began taking over Katarina's life as well. So they 
So they hatched a plan to dump her off on Clara. Nice All sister. Right. Yeah, right? No shit. So, so why would Barb, uh, why would Katarina incriminate herself like that if it wasn't true? You know? Yeah. It, it makes it makes her it makes her look guilty. It makes her look like a piece of shit. So I, I actually believe that this this is what happened. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It's, I mean, dude, it's it's so hard to tell because everybody's fucking just spouted so much bullshit in this story. But yeah, that probably sounds about right. Yeah. So there in court, a firestorm between Clara and Katarina broke out. I mean. Yeah, you know, Clara couldn't contain herself, and she just got up and started screaming at Katarina. Ah. Uh. So the the story was in a media frenzy, you know, like um all all over the country, all over the region, and everything. This was like front page news. Uh huh. And on October twenty fourth, two thousand eight, Katarina was sentenced to ten years. Clara was sentenced to nine years. Hannah and John Skirla got seven years. Turek and Barbora each got five years. And all of these sentences were um, in maximum security prisons. Oh. But still, I mean, that's like, why? That's getting off light, dude. That's, I'm sorry. That's, that's. Oh, yeah. But if, yeah, if, I mean, I, you know, I mean, Barbora only got five years, but, um, but Catter, but, but Clara, after being, you know, after it was revealed that by Katarina that she had set this whole thing up, Clara still gets nine years, yeah. even though she was duped. Well, she did plead guilty, though, didn't she? Did that's, you say that? That's true. But still, why? Why all, why, why all the subterfuge? Why all these people? Why beat the shit out of the kids? I have no idea. I was, I was, because they have screws loose, man. Every fucking one of them is just like not right in the brain, man. I know. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, like, why would you make this convoluted story and do all these crazy ass fucking things? Oh, I know. If it's you, ridiculous. If, if you're not fucking, you know. I mean, the only people that do that shit are people like in really bad fucking movies. Or people that yeah. just think right in the head. I mean, dude, this kind of shit doesn't happen in real life. <clears throat> Unless people know, are but just the, like fucked the, in the head, dude. I mean, this is the kind of shit you see on them shitty fucking sci-fi channel B movies, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the um, the um there was a movie made based on the story, and it was called Orphan. Orphan, yeah. I think that's that's what, I, uh, what I'm thinking of. Because when you started talking about that, and I said, this sounds familiar... Yeah. I don't think I've seen the movie, but I think I've seen like stuff about it. So that's why it seemed familiar. Right. Because yeah, that's that's well, got to be what I saw. A prequel came out recently. Oh yeah. A pre Yeah, and it's called Orphan the First Kill. Uh-huh. But I mean this it has it's it's based on it's just loosely based on it. It the, the story itself is fiction. It has nothing to do with this. With this, yeah. I know, it's just the fact that it's an older you know, an older woman playing a younger girl. Masquerading as yeah. yeah. And a and a younger boy. But that I don't know if that happened in the movie or not. I haven't seen the movie. 
I'm pretty sure it did. But because that's the, why it sounds grand, familiar. I know I've seen that shit. So anyway. <laughs> so the Grail movement disavowed the ants completely. Of course. You know, and and I just I just got a you know it's just what per, what was the real reason behind the abuse? I mean, what purpose did it serve? I mean, it's just like I. That uh, you know we we don't know, and I think that I think that you're. It's just a, a case of you know these people are just fucked in the head, like you were saying. Yeah, they're just fucked in the head, dude. Seriously, they they're just screws loose. These people just whatever for whatever reason they did what they did, and it's fucking disgusting. But you know, yeah, what can you do? I mean. I, I, <laughs> There are people out there like that that fucking think all this shit is okay and they don't care. Right. And it's just, I don't know. It's It's a sad fact of the world we live in, you know? Yeah. But that's it. I blame the internet. We're done. (laughs) Huh? I said I blame the internet. (laughs) But that's it. We're done. I mean, believe it or not, we got through this one really fast. Yeah, dude, this is, yeah, we did, hour and 30, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, and I guess we're going to wrap it up here, and um, don't know what episode we're going to cover after this one, but, I mean, because yeah. I don't have anything planned. But, I mean, there's going to be another, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. We'll jump off that bridge when we get to it. Yep. So, um, thank you very much for listening. I mean, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And we, um, you know, just rate, give us a rate, give us a review, and you know, we show the show keeps getting more and more popular. More people are finding it. People are starting to interact with us on Twitter and everything, and. You know, I I would interact more on Facebook, but the way that Zuck's got it all screwed up now with the pages and everything, it's like impossible to. It's it's just nerve wracking how how they <laughs> yeah. do it. You know, yeah. you have to sign out of your page and then sign into that one, and you have to hunt for the notifications and all that stuff. So. And yeah, but that's um, a bit of a pain. but. Huh? I said, yeah, it's a bit of a pain. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna, you know, just check out our our website. It's on the the link that that I'll have, that you more than likely found this in. It's got all of our episodes and um, on the links to all the various different platforms. It's got links to my original music and our and all of our social. So, check that yeah. out. And until next time, later. Cheers, everybody.